welcome everyone to Rules of the Reading, episode 30. Uh, this episode is made possible by Blind Industry. Uh, 31, Gordon. 31. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was on a really good streak there for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is made possible by Blind Ninja Studios, where you can find this show and others, such as Department of Defense, Homebrew Bound, Soundwave, and Legends of Lothos. We are also brought to you by Duck Hill Workshop, a small-scale small sawmill and builders of fine furniture. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram at Duck Hill Workshop. And don't forget to subscribe to their YouTube channel, where you can watch episodes of Workshop Wednesday and In the Shop with Ben and Glenn. Tonight in studio is not my co-host Ben because he thought it was Saturday and it's actually Sunday. Uh, but more importantly, we have the man behind the curtain, producer Casey. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> and joining us this week is Matt. I don't even know how to say your last name. Lardinoise. Lardino- yeah, large nuts in some <laughs> craft beer circles. <laughs> and founder of Energized Outdoors. Uh, thanks, Matt, for coming down to the studio tonight. Please just introduce yourself a little bit for the folks listening at home. Yeah, well, thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, so I'm Matthew Lardinoise. I, um, I'm the owner and founder of Energized Outdoors, a proud father of two. And, uh, um, yeah, so we are the Energized Outdoors is been around for a couple of different or for a couple of years now and we specialize in lithium batteries and a lot of other miscellaneous fishing items but we kind of uh, generalize the products that we sell around the outdoors industry trying to grow it uh, making th- making the outdoors affordable again so when did you first start thinking that you wanted to start your own business well i you know in high school um I became, uh, I, I kind of switched my major from engineering to business management and went to uh, University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire, uh, late 90s, and um, I, I graduated there with a with a management degree. And it was always kind of one of my dreams to, to own my own business eventually, just really never had the opportunity or really took time to find the opportunity to do it. Um, I always knew I was going to do it. It was just, you know, when are you going to have the right idea, the right business plan and, you know, the right product or service in place to do it. And it just so happened. I didn't really anticipate, uh, this happening, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, but it just kind of fell upon my shoulders and I, I, I took with it, I took it and ran with it. So did you always plan on doing, uh, you know, like you said, making outdoors affordable? Did you want to go into fishing and outdoors gear or did you have a different plan in your head originally? Fishing in the outdoors was always a passion, right? It was a sport. It was a hobby. It was something that I've always done. And, you know, you, you, you dream as a, as a kid to kind of be like one of those, you know, big fishermen on TV uh, and do that for a living. And uh, I knew with, with my skills that that probably would never happen. So, um, you know, I, I spent most of my time in electronics, uh, worked for, you know, Best Buy and, uh, uh, another tech company and you know always thought it could have been a, you know something within that but uh, just kind of saw this opportunity with the battery business and the way that was booming uh, or really not booming but seeing the demand uh, come about in in electric you know fishing electronics and outdoors electronics and portable power saw that and I said you know this is this is probably the time to do this and run yeah yeah I was just watching the the Bassmaster uh, classic or nationals or whatever fishing competition was on today and it's like you have this 20 foot boat and there's about four square feet of walking space and the rest is just shit everywhere yeah <laughs> it, 
yeah, I, I was fortunate enough to go to ICAST, which is one of the biggest fishing shows in the uh, in the world, uh, last week. And all the professional fishermen with their, were there with their products and all the vendors. And, I mean, there, there are people that will have more money tied up in their fishing gear, their boats, than they do in their homes. Easily. Easily. Yeah. So where did you, or when did you, how, rather, did you come up with the name Energized Outdoors? So Energized Outdoors was not my name. Um, you know, I was going to carry batteries, and I'm go- I was I was going to start off with uh, some basic uh, fishing lures for ice fishing, uh, tungsten products that glowed in the dark, right? Ooh. Yeah, right. So um, it was actually a good friend of mine, uh, Brian. Uh, you know, we're we're throwing around some ideas. He just came up, was like Energized Outdoors. I'm like, because I wanted to have something outdoors in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't want to limit yourself with a name like that for just fishing because, you know, you're 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 leaving so many other markets, uh, you know, on the table. So if you have outdoors, there's so many things you can do in outdoors, right? And uh, we found a lot of demands for our products in the outdoors. So we wanted to have that in the name. He came up with Energized, and I said, you know, that works. Let's just, let's go with it. And uh, I created a label, and within 24 hours, it was Energized Outdoors, and we had a lo- and we had a logo. So, nice. <laughs> yeah, yep. So you opened, you started the company January, February last year? February of 2018, we actually, yep, we we opened the company and started taking orders. Um, And I had been working with this technology for almost five years now. So uh, my previous job, I did a lot of international purchasing and um, being fed up with uh, the other battery companies out, you know, in the industry. Uh, I decided, you know, I'm, I'm just going to source this technology myself and, and, you know, source from quite a few different places. Next thing you know, I've got the supply of, of, of lithium batteries at my house and um, the, the demand just kind of came with, you know, came with having that. Uh, I had it. People saw that. They wanted the technology of selling to them. And finally, it's like, you know, there's so many open markets for this. Um, let's go big. And we took about six months prior to... To getting our LLC, right? Uh, we wanted to have a you know LLC, make sure we're insured, and we, you know we it's went through all that. Listing, that's limited liability yep. company. So limited liability company, very important. <laughs> it's nice and to protect yourself and yep. keep your personal assets away. Yep, as I found out. <laughs> yep, and so we went that route. Uh, we got all that in place. Took six months to really find which supplier uh, was going to be supplying my products. And uh, I, I started off slow, part time. You know, put it, uh, put together a basic website, and the first few months, majority of my business came off of eBay, of all places. Yeah. So when you started online, did you build your own website, or did you go through a domain host? So I, uh, since it was just me, and I'm like, you know, I'm I'm gonna sell maybe if I'm lucky, a couple hundred batteries this year. I just went to, you know, did the research on different. Um, different uh, website hosts or whatever you call them uh, and I found Shopify and it seemed to do everything I really needed it to it tracks you know my inventory and um, you know I can take orders and payments and almost all major payments and they had really easy interface for me as a non uh, you know, graphical design guy to create a website. So uh, we started off with that, and uh, I am still doing that today. Yep. So how did you start? How did you first manage? You know, your incoming orders from your suppliers, and then of course inventorying, processing shipments that are going out. I mean, was 
you said, you know, Shopify kind of takes care of that for you on the online side or the interface side. But as far as, you know, getting the physical shipment out, I mean, did you start, did you set up a commercial account with anything? Uh, so that's one thing that was bundled in with Shopify that I liked. Um, and I've, I have access, uh, I, I did use a couple of others. You know, there's so many out there. You hear them on the radio and, and uh, and on you know on, on all Spotify right ads and stuff of different different companies that will you know that you can sign up for to, to ship your products and you know I've been approached by uh, a couple of different carriers for for shipping my products out and and right now my rates are, are best through my website um, only because I upgraded my website service to a higher end level so you get a little better rates and I am shipping so many items out. I mean, since I started, I'm now at about, you know, close to 6,000 orders, you know, have been shipped out. And and every and, and with lithium batteries too, you can only ship UPS. So, um, you know, I found they, they were one of the one of the easier ones to, to use. And then on my, all my other products, it's less expensive to ship through uh, United States Postal Service, uh, especially the smaller items. So I, I use them and they're all supported through Shopify. So I was able to, um, you know, as far as managing incoming orders, my my software will, I can put in what I have coming in. Um, so it manages that inventory. When I get it, it just receives it in inventory. And then uh, because I am using uh, Amazon and I'm using eBay and all those other uh, services, they they are all integrated and linked together. So that way they, they kind of manage my inventory for me. Uh, being a, a one-man a one-man wrecking crew. Uh, <laughs> I take the order, I print the order, I pack the order, I tape the order, I ship the order, I support the order. So, at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and you said you started doing this part-time. Yep. And you recently, this year, just left your full-time gig. You know, the the safety net, if you will, of working for an established company. Yep. Did you plan on doing that out the gate when you started this? Or did you, it just became, you know... EO just became so successful. This made sense for yep. you. Yeah, Energized Outdoors became uh, became popular last fall when the ice fishing season started, and we started hitting trade shows. And it was one of those decisions where I was, you know, I'm happy with the job that I have. I, I was I was enjoying what I was doing. It it was a salary job, and uh, the company was growing incredibly fast. You can't. There's not many people that'll. You know, complain about having a, a job like that that's growing, working with a company that's making money, uh, and you know you like the people you work with. But at the same time, uh, this last February we had our second child, our son Finn, and when your when your business blows up during like it did last uh, ice fishing season, um, to balance a salary job which could be sixty plus hours a week, uh, a full time family and a business on the side that was part-time that was almost impossible so uh i had to make the decision i'm not going to get rid of my family (laughs) (laughs) you just can't Uh, put them on ebay (laughs) no and i am not going to i'm not gonna uh turn down the opportunity it was just perfect timing to where i was finance you know i'm financially stable my wife's got a great job and you know, a week before we had the the kid, I was like, "Can I do this full time?" She's like, "What are you talking about? Like, why are you bringing this to me now?" And then, like, literally a month later, there was just so much going on. I'm like, "I can't do all three. And she says, "Do it," you know. And and uh, I was at the point of time then where I was making, you know, almost as much as I was doing a full time salary job uh, with my with my business. Um, 
and uh, I, you know, had just built a 1,500 square foot, um, I call it facility, it's my garage, my detached uh, workshop, <laughs> so to say that is, you know, three quarters of it is my, is now my business, so it was just like perfect timing, like everything happened, uh, and the stars aligned, and, and, it, and it just, <laughs> it just made sense, so um, that's why, why I decided, yeah, it was time for this to go, you know, it was, it was hard to do, um, but I'm like this, you know, if I, if I don't do this, I'm going to regret this every day of my life. Yeah. And, and that was not a risk I wanted to take. And, and again, I didn't want to get rid of the family. So that wasn't an option. And, <laughs> and I've been on the self-employment side and mm-hmm. I now work in corporate America. You know, my biggest fear, I'd love to go back to self-employment, but my fear is losing the benefit package. I mean, was yeah. that a discussion that you've had to have? It was funny because we had just gone on my benefits earlier that year. We just had the baby. <laughs> right. And, um, it was due to all of these change of events. My wife, uh, we, you know, it, it was it was similar. My wife has a good job too, so we actually just rolled everything over to her benefits. And yeah, that was one of my major concerns. Was I I can't just leave because I've got now a newborn, a two year old, <laughs> and a wife, and myself. We're right. all under my. Well, it's just the two of you. You'd be like, ah, do you really need to see the doctor? Yeah, like, right, <laughs> right. Some dirt on it. It'll be fine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, rub some oils on it. You know, yeah, um, <laughs> no. Waiting to get sued. No, I mean that, and that is a concern of people today. You know, because the cost of of healthcare is is not cheap. So, um, you know, if you have the opportunity, I mean, just look into the options. And it was just so easy for us because of a of a life event. I was, you know, leaving my job and taking on a new position and just had the baby and I was like, you know, there's change life changing event there, so we were able to switch over fortunately and get on my wife's plan and, and believe it or not, we were better off doing that. <laughs> <laughs> she did have better coverage, so um so yeah. So you said you Energize Outdoors really started to blow up last fall going into the ice fishing season here in yeah. we're, we're in North we're in Wisconsin. It gets cold in the winter. Yep. So what would you attribute to it becoming so popular so quickly? Yeah, so, um, you know, a lot of it, you know, like, yeah, I'm going to sell, you know, maybe I'll sell a couple hundred, hundred batteries this year. And it turned out we sold a couple thousand batteries, and we just didn't know it was going to turn on that quickly because the competition, really only one or two of them in the industry, they were so well known. Um, but we took a little different angle to the to the industry and energized outdoors is a battery company formed around um for the use in the outdoors and our competitors were electronic bicycle companies or solar power companies who took advantage of the demand of batteries for the outdoors right so i saw that demand because if people look at the outdoors or fishing and they say well you know why do you need a, a battery for the outdoors or fishing and um and there are so many cases where I was like, you know, we have a cabin off grid. So our cabin has no power, no cell phones. I mean, you can't get anything out there in the middle of the woods. So I was just thinking to myself, you know, where could we use portable, lightweight battery power in, in a situation like that? Well, run great grandfather's CPAP machine, brother in law CPAP machine, uh, uh, the the batteries can power you know it can be put into a box you get a power box and you can use it in your tree stand when deer hunting or you can charge your cell phone or you know whatever it happens to be if you're in an off-grid situation there there's so many people who go out and they hike or they camp i mean you think about camping i mean 
how many times do you have electricity? You know, there's so many people out there backpacking and camping and tenting or whatever, whatever you happen to do in the outdoors where you don't have that power. So to have a lightweight solution to bring with you uh, to power all of your everyday needs, your cell phones, your lighting, your... Um, Oh gosh, anything TV even, um, you know, there's need for it. And then in the fishing side of it, uh, kayak, uh, kayak fishing took off on the last couple of years and, uh, um, people are putting trolling motors on kayaks. People are putting big fancy electronics on their kayaks because they're fishing in tournaments and they need, you know, state of the art products to win these tournaments, right. To find fish or to, uh, uh, to, to play. So th- they're requiring more and more power and they are again portable. So they need lightweight technology. And, and, you know, that's one thing with our product. You think of your traditional battery. Um, my battery is half the weight of an SLA battery and will give you twice the power of that. And it's safer, you know, so we have one of the safest lithium technologies in the industry. So people started to hear about this technology and that, um, that's why it just kind of took off. I think people saw the demand and we listened to them. Um, that's, you know, one thing that we, we like to do is we like to listen to them where my competitors found they had one battery and that's all they sold at the shows, right? So at trade shows or what they sold online and people just like bought 10 of them, put them together to power a trolling motor. Well, I came up with one battery to power a trolling motor. For the big um, pieces of, uh, of fishing electronics, people were putting two or three batteries together, you know, to get enough power. That's the case with me and my dad. We have yeah. a little fourteen foot bass boat, but I mean, there's a couple car batteries in back just yep. to power the lights and all the other shit that we don't need. Yep, and that's <laughs> eighty pounds, you know. And and then I offer a solution that's fifteen pounds, right? And people go, "What? what? I can replace all of this with a fifteen pound item that I don't have to carry around?" You know, and and it wasn't me just releasing this product and then just took off, right? It was one person buying it from us, and then we really. Um, we we're really fond on our customer support. So if somebody needs something, I'll work with them on getting them the right product. And then they will be like, Oh my God, I've never received that service before. And coming from the service industry, that that's always been important to me. And why I kind of started the company is because my competitors weren't doing that. They weren't taking care of me or, you know, other people. And, and the fact that I came in and I'd listen to a customer, I'd take care of them. They said, wow, you went above and beyond to take care of us. Now they have this product. They love it. They tell everybody about it. And it's not just their friends and their family. It's, um, you know, we'll talk about this a little, probably a little bit more, but social media, uh, it's, it's huge now. You know, if, in, in the fishing industry, if you're looking for something, it's it's hard to go to a Cabela's today and find something somebody knowledgeable <laughs> to give you what you need, and that's unfortunate you mean for all retail to say space. That, that 15 minute training video for the high schooler <laughs> isn't that knowledgeable? The right. knowledgeable clerk is, I think, yeah. is a thing of the past. Yeah. It, it is. It really is. And um, you know, we can do that through social media, right? And I can reach thousands of people. Um, through social media and when I have customers out there who love my support and I've educated them on the technology I don't even have to be the one selling it somebody goes online and says hey guys I'm looking for a battery for my fish finder and all of a sudden I got 10 of my customers replying to them say oh my god you got to go buy from Energize Outdoors because they're amazing you know awesome um, battery uh, awesome support you know my name's thrown out there a lot which which I feel great about and that's why we've taken off. Uh, it, it's it's not you know, anybody can throw a product out there, but it's the support that goes with it. And I feel you don't find in today's world anymore. 
Um, it, it's kind of a thing in the past uh, that goes a long way. And it's not just for your older clientele. It's it's everybody from millennials all the way, you know, all the way up. Uh, they want that. customer service 18, 19 years. And I've said, yeah. you know, customer service itself is kind of a dying art. Yeah. You don't get the same quality that you did when I was, you know, when my dad Back raised in me. My yeah, day. exactly. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I'm walking through a big box store. Just say hi. That's all I ask. Yeah. You don't need to hold my fucking hand. But oh, yeah. see, I'm the exact opposite. If I'm walking through a big box store, you don't fucking talk to me unless yeah. I approach you. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, I was trained in the 38 special. You yeah. Know, answer the phone within three rings and greet the customer within eight steps of the door. Yeah. No, thank you. I don't want to talk to you. I'm not I don't gonna, want to talk no, to I anybody. Just, hey, like, like, especially when we're busy, I try to yeah. greet somebody. Yeah. You know, in bartending, especially. Yeah. You know, full house. Hey, how's it going? I'll be with you in a minute. Right. You know, just let them know. It, this is so new, too, where a lot of people don't... I mean, you're not going to go to a store and get that, but where do people go now to find an answer to something now is they go to, like, YouTube or Google, yeah. right? They go to the internet. They go to the internet. Well, if somebody researches... I mean, my, I want to try and get there so my name pops up first and they're reading my blogs. Yeah. Or, you know, that's why I'm working on video now to get my videos out there so they read or so they watch my videos. Yeah. And get a jump over the competition on stuff like that. Yeah, um, so you need yeah. you need your SEO to be optimized for yes. like when people are looking for that when they're doing that product research, which the internet has made so readily available. Yeah, and the SEO is probably my biggest opportunity right now. And I did a lot of research on that this last the last couple weeks that I've been traveling, and uh, that's where I think my opportunity is to even draw more people in because you want to draw that quality. Yeah. You know, I can have 300 people on my website a day, but if I'm only converting, you know, 5% of them, let's get some more quality people to my website where it can convert 10 to 20%. Yeah. 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 So I want to back things up a little bit. Yep. You mentioned that you have the safest technology. You mentioned SLA. Yep. Is that correct? Yeah. Seal SLA batteries. Yep. Seal lead acid is what SLA stands for. It's your traditional battery like you have in, uh, you know, your fish finders come with them today because they're cheap. They're 20 bucks for a nine amp hour battery. Uh, or you have them in your vehicles or your trolling motors on your boats now. That's the old lead acid technology that that we're all familiar with. Um, and that, uh, you know, the, the technology is old, you know, say lead's dead. It's, uh, it's heavy. It, uh, it's not efficient. Uh, it's bad for the environment, you know, if not recycled properly, um, and they don't last long. So, so I went out and I researched, you know, what's the best replacement for it. And we came up with lithium iron phosphate, which is one of the most advanced and, can be most expensive lithium technologies in the industry. So it's not only less than half the weight, but they'll, you know, a lead acid battery is about 400 charges before they start to die, right? My battery will have 80% capacity at 2,000 charges. And, um, you know, it that's five times the life. So, yeah, my battery may cost four times as much, but if it lasts five times as long, it's half the weight. It's uh, um, it's better for the environment. And then, you know, apples to apples, when you buy, you know, my battery will last twice as long per charge. So, and, and that's what, what people really like about it. So if I have a fish finder and I'm ice fishing, um, I can go out and I can get 20 hours on a charge versus eight to 10 hours on a charge. Or, you know, for the person that wants the lightweight technology, there are people that are fishing tournaments and they'll go and drill 100 to 200 holes in a day 
and they will go whole hop with their electronics. When you can save three to four pounds on your electronics, that saves your arm uh, in, in an entire event and uh, makes a makes a world of difference to them. So that's why the technology is really taken off. And now that people are getting educated on it, they're they're all starting to jump on it. So you yeah. you said you started off selling glow in the dark tungsten jigs. Yep. At what point did you start to go? Hey, there's lithium batteries. I should really do some research on that. I mean, where did that kind of well, turn come? You about? know, actually, it was the other way around. I, I was looking at the at lithium first, and I purchased lithium first for my own personal use, and then everyone else was like, "Well, I want that." Um, so I said, you know, we decided, hey, we're going to go this route. And then at the same time, I'm like, well, how can I diversify my lineup a little bit um, within the same industry? And I knew that my first um, run in the industry was going to be an ice fishing season. And I'm very passionate about ice fishing. So I was looking at other technologies, too, that I've sourced um, directly from, you know, from suppliers overseas, because all the stuff that we're using in the fishing industry comes from overseas, at least 95 plus percent of it is. So tungsten jigs, um, they, they just, it just seemed right. So I've sort of sourced them in the past. I started off at the same time I started the company with, you know, I probably, I think I only had like a thousand jigs total that I bought and they sold within three months. You know, and I'm like, oh, you know, this is pretty cool. So I got them faster than when you bought a thousand jigs. I mean, where you kind of sitting there like, fuck, this is a lot of inventory. How am I going to move this? Or did you kind of have a timetable in your head? I could probably move this within X. I I didn't know. Oh, I said I was going to sell them for half the price of everybody else. Right. So if I buy it for X, I can sell it for a dollar fifty. And my competition selling them for for two to three dollars each, and I know that I'm buying. The, the, I know the technology. They're all coming from like two or three factories overseas, so we have the exact same technology. I'm like I'm looking at their catalog, and I'm like, oh, y- you know, that's this company, that's this company, that's this company. <laughs> so I try to find ones that that were different than everybody else's and uh, would be popular. So I bought that, and um, I I didn't know, you know, it was the, the risk I was willing to take because it wasn't not a thousand of them. It's not a whole lot. Um, there, there could be a person that buys a hundred of them in an order, right? So I started small, and, and they went real fast. So I, I built up for, um, that was for the 2017, 2018 season. So I literally sold it between February, March, and a little bit of April. I sold out. I got my next batch in of about twenty thousand uh, last October, and uh, I am I. Uh, I sold those pretty darn fast, um, <laughs> and I got a lot, you know, a larger assortment. Um, I diversified. I did, you know, I'm always looking for a way to do something different than the competition, and that's that's so key, um, especially when there are you can buy a tungsten ice fishing jig from about a hundred different companies out there. So what sets me apart? Okay, I'm less expensive. I have the same quality. Um, I'm going to give good support. I have fast ship times, right? Um, and so what else can I do? And, you know, they only carry, most places only carry three sizes. I carry like eight sizes. So these large size jigs that no one's seen before. When I went to a trade show, people were coming up going, holy crap, what, do you, what is this? I could use this for this. And they're like, they're like 
they're telling me what they're going to use them for, what they could use them for. And I said, okay, that reassures what I just did. Um, and, and that kind of caught the eyes of a different crowd that, you know, the northern uh, Minnesota people who fish walleye lake of the woods or, you know, whatever. So tungsten, if you're not familiar with it, it drops incredibly fast in the water column versus lead. And eventually lead will probably be outlawed for lakes. You know, it, it's just not good for the environment. So tungsten's a better product and it's a, an expensive product. So um, I'm like, yeah, well, let, let's jump on that. And that, that's been big. But, you know, my my uh, my my pride and joy is still in batteries. Um, you know, I I, I want to sell what, you know, what what I'm passionate about. Um, and uh, I've got I've gotten some stuff in that I wasn't passionate about. And, and it showed because it just didn't sell. Yeah. So now jigs aren't too bad. You buy 20,000 mm-hmm. jigs. It's not going to take up a lot of real estate of your house. No. But when you start buying X thousand number of batteries, yeah. did your wife at any point go get the shit out of my place? Yeah. Well, <laughs> last year we made the mistake. I was buying batches of 100, and that was fine because I only had like two or three battery sizes. You know, competition had one. So, I mean, they're just selling one battery. They, they know what they're going to have. Demand-wise, all of a sudden one battery blows up where another one's not, and I have a thousand of these, but I don't have enough of those. And it, it was just, you know, it was a... You have to learn from your mistakes and from experiences. And the first year was kind of a test year, so we didn't buy a whole lot. So they're coming in on a regular basis in batches of 100. This year, my f- my my first big batch is going to be when I start buying by the thousands. Um, so now, you know, last year I didn't have a 15,000 square foot facility to work out of. This year I do, and I did put away about 500 square feet of that for... For batteries, the nice thing they're 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 small, so a thousand of them won't take up a whole lot of room. And you know, I've networked with uh, people uh, um, across the United States. I do have some warehousing opportunities where if we do get large enough, and I need like southern distribution or something, um, I've got some some people that I know now that have that distribution uh, or have that warehouse space that could help me out. Yeah. And for this marketing, like you know, you mentioned, you now know people do that distribution. I mean, what yep. kinds of marketing are you doing? You mentioned social media has been a big one. Yeah. Are is it? Are you doing the paid advertisements? Or are you going in? You're going into different forums and groups and talking to people and posting yep. yourself. Yeah, it, it's it's been kind of a it's a learn from experience type of thing, and I've done Facebook, I've done Facebook ads. And they work for some, not others. And you kind of learn as you go what's going to work and what's not. Um, you know, I could easily go out there. I've been approached by Ron Shera. I've been approached by many different filming agencies where, you know, we'll represent your product or you can have a 30-second commercial on our program on FSN or you can be on Ron Shera or, you know, we'll endorse your product. And at this point of time, I've said no to it because, I mean, you're looking at ten to $30,000 for a, a 10-week run or whatever it is. And it's like, you know what I can do in marketing, you know, for trade shows or other things for that amount of money? Um, and that's typically why you find, like, your big names, Evan Rood, you know, Lund Boats and all that. Like, all the big guys are, are sponsoring these shows, right? Because they have the capital to do it. Oh, yeah. They've got the capital to do it. Um, and I could, but it's a big risk. And, I, and I'm, I'm a huge fan of taking risks. But I said, you know, there's in my business plan, this is my route that I'm going to take. And I'm just going to stick to it, you know. And uh, we're, we're, we're not going to spend the big money right now um, just because 
this last year we saw how much we blew up on just advertising on forums and, and social media that didn't cost us anything you know so you know if i do more shows um and i do sponsor more fishermen or have you know a larger pro staff or you know other things that are that are that are other pieces of 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 advertising pro having a, a staff with you that represents your product is huge um or just having pleasant customers who, who will represent for you um to me that's one of the best ways to grow today um and it's 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 not expensive <laughs> like i said it, it's cheap you know so so oh, you mentioned yeah. you're you're sponsoring professionals yep how did you start doing that i mean did you reach out to them or did the, were there already people in the industry going hey i want to work with you uh, even since day one of um of being in the industry people just reach out to you usually email or facebook They'll just send you a message. And it's like, hey, I see that you carry this product. I'm a you know huge fisher, yeah, huge fan of yours, and <laughs> yeah, blah 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 blah. Uh, do you do you have staff positions open? And like, it comes down to there. There are times where I have like five to ten people a day that want to be part of your staff. Like they want to represent your product. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, it's cool. Um, you kind of got to weed out um, the you know. It's not that. I would love to bring everybody on, but you got to be selective of who you bring on to your staff because you want to get the most out of who's there, right? So I want somebody who's active in forums, who's well-known, uh, who's uh, who's just an all-around good person. You know, I don't want people who are constantly bringing up politics or pissing each other off on these on these forums. Um, I want I want the person that everybody likes, that everybody looks you know looks to for an answer, uh, who is extremely active, who works maybe with some other larger companies as well. Um, but you know, good overall people, people who, who volunteer in their communities, people who are in all these, you know, in, in other events, um, and, and do, do great things for the industry to help grow the industry. Right. So that's the type of person I look to. So if they don't, you know, if somebody doesn't have that type of presence, I, I kind of like weed them out. And it's like, you know, it's not like you're not going to get there. It's just, you need to get there. You know, if you've never had a post in social media sites, you're probably not going to be part of my team. Right. Or, uh, you know, if, if you're like, oh, yeah, you know, I fish these tournaments all the time, but you're not in the top 10. To me, that's not a big thing. You don't have to be in the top 10 in tournaments to be a good representative of the company. I think a better overall person, you know, with a good personality will, will bring more business to you. Um, but a lot of them have reached out to me. And then I found people that I that I just think would be a perfect fit for my company, you know. Uh, you see them out in the forums constantly, uh, you know, doing uh, doing the right thing for the business and for the industry. And those are the people that I go to and say, hey, you know, do you have a battery sponsor now? Um, and, uh, you know, some of them want big bucks and uh, some of them just want to be part. And I like to have the people that that want to be part because I could go, you know, I could go get X, Y, Z big fishermen, you know, that everybody knows in the industry to represent my product. But it's going to cost me twenty thousand dollars to do it right. They're only there because your product's only as good as the dollar right you know. right right so you know i love the people that come to me and say hey i want to represent your product and i really don't want anything you know i believe in your product i want the person that'll believe in my product because that, that's the person that'll sell my product yeah. and you mentioned the trade shows and you just got back from florida mm -hmm. you're down there how i mean how's it how had the trade shows been going and are you seeing an roi um and are you would you say the cost of travel and of course is, is worth going to those trade shows, especially out of state or out yeah. of the region? So I've been to more than I've actually been a exhibitor at. 
So um, my first show that we were an exhibitor at was St. Paul Ice Fishing Show, which is um, the biggest in the ice fishing industry. And luckily, it's you know the closest. So I said, we're going to do one show this year. And this was last year. Um, we're going to do that show. So we did that one. And it was, you know, it was huge. That's where we took off. Right. So I was like mid-November. You know, I was already selling a couple batteries a day. But you go to selling a couple batteries a day to going to that show and you sell a couple hundred batteries, right, in two days. <laughs> and that makes a big difference. People people hear about you and then they go home and they tell all their friends, you know, and family and, and all that. Um, so I think they're they're definitely worth it because you're you're getting an audience there that's really passionate about the product. I mean, they're traveling from all over the country to go up to one show to see what's new that year. And last year we were brand new, so there's a lot of people visiting our booth. So I kind of want to do that in a larger scale this year. We've got just about every ice fishing show in the north booked. Um, we're going to do the same thing as we did. And then, uh, you know, we went to that ICAST show and we'll probably be an exhibitor there next year. And um, there's nobody is nobody down there is ice fishing, you know, talks about ice fishing. There's very few products for ice fishing, but our product is such a wide scope now that I think it'll be, you know, be big in a lot of different categories. So just being at the show, so many people wanted to know more about our product. And I met so many great people that it makes sense to do that. So um, yeah, big shows. Absolutely. We're going to experiment a little bit, some outdoor shows and see if they're worth it. But, um, in this industry and for the product that we're selling and the fact that we only do it online, that we only sell direct to customers, we don't have products in a retail store or, you know, you know, big retail stores. Uh, it's, it's probably the best exposure for us. Yeah. How did you go about becoming, uh, having an exhibit at these shows? I mean, how difficult was it for you to reach out and you know, it's it's really was it really expensive right out the out gate? You know, it, it's not bad. You know, at first when you're like, ooh, it's gonna cost me a thousand dollars to have a ten by ten booth. Um, you're like, you know, when you're first starting out, that's thousand dollars a lot of money. But when that show produces twenty thousand dollars of revenue, <laughs> you know, it's a little easier to swallow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, okay, yeah, not a problem. Um, and that's great. Not all shows you can't you can't sell at all shows, you know. So you gotta you gotta make sure that you're at the right ones. To get in is to me is pretty easy, um, especially if you have a product people want. Now for all these all these shows, they're put on by X Y Z company, and they don't really care who's there. Um, so you'll find a lot of you know I call it stupid things like they'll try to sell like pots and pans and stuff at a fishing show it's a, or an ice fishing show right it's like well, well you gotta cook the fish somehow <laughs> right 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 or yeah uh, there's some products there that's just like what you know it's space fillers I guess they'll take anybody but no they're 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 looking to get as many people to those shows as possible because the more people you have in one of these shows the more people you know the more your people you're gonna bring in to the show so having somebody like us there they all want us there because we're we're gonna draw traffic into their shows and uh um so yeah that was the first one that i reached out to and now you know we're one of the first ones they were they, they go back to you every single year and say oh you're gonna attend here's the paperwork you know but all these other shows they've all called so they said i see you're new into the industry we'd love to have you here and they're like selling you on why you have to be at their shows you just have to pick and choose which ones are going to be best for you um you know which regions i just try to i can't hit every show I want to hit the ones that are, you know, in different regions so that way we can kind of um, hit a broader range of customers because there are shows in Blaine, Minnesota, St. Paul, Minnesota. I mean, there's so many of them around Minnesota. It's like you just, 
it's almost impossible. Well, then you're just everyone. selling you're you're selling to the same people because they're yeah. going to those regional shows. Mm-hmm. And- in most cases, yeah, and you'll get that in almost every industry. Um, and you see the same people at all the shows. It's so funny because. You, you, you end up knowing all the other exhibitors. There's so many clothing lineups and, and all that. And that's that's how some of these companies make their money is, you know, they have a website, but they do 90% of the business in, you know, in shows in shows. Yeah. So they'll go to shows, whether it's in this industry or not, just to, you know, get the product line out there and sell products. So, um, you know, it's a good alternative to just selling on the internet or just selling on Amazon, you know, or, or wherever you're selling today is, you know, if you can find a show that could broaden your, uh, what do you want to call it? Like your, um, your clientele, I mean, to take advantage. I mean, to me, that, that was the best thing for us. Um, the first years to hit the trade show. How nervous were you going into that first one? Uh, you know, is, we didn't really know what we we're gonna do for a booth. I made this elaborate booth, and I didn't bring it because it was so heavy. <laughs> and I ended up just putting the. I saw everybody set up the first day, and I just put up our banner. Um, and I found it was worth it. And this next year, I know what to what to do. But you don't. It's the it's the unexpected. You know, not knowing. And once you get your first show under your belt, it's it's gonna be so much easier now for other ones because we know what to expect. We know what to bring. Um. We know that it takes three days to set up these booths with a lot of these companies. And it was the funniest thing is we were like so quick to set up our booth. And then when shutdown came, everybody was out of that building in one hour <laughs> and we were still packing everything up. And we we're one of the smallest booths. It's like, oh, my God, we, we did this completely backwards, <laughs> you know. So, um, yeah, you, you learn a lot, Adam, and they're fun. Oh, my God, they're so much fun. Did you kind of map out your booth? Like you said, you have a 10 by 10, which. Yeah might seem big on paper then you get there it's like oh this is tiny where, where do you put, put the table where do you, you yeah know. i taped it out in the garage and i you know i kind of kind of pre-set up in a way it's like well it's just gonna have to you know when we get there because it was a corner booth so it was kind of like we had 10 foot and then another 10 foot well yeah well the corner booths are the best as yeah. far as visibility because you yeah. get all the walk by traffic and yeah from two directions yeah and i brought my staff to the shows which was nice because they i mean they traveled from iowa they didn't want a penny. They just wanted to be part, right? You want to be part of the industry. So that's the type of people that we have. You know, they just want to come up here and be part of the show. And, I, you know, I gave them free product, which which they, they love. They didn't even want it. But they're just happy to be to come up and be part. And we we're just so engaging at the booth where so many of those booths, I mean, it is long. And those days become become hell. And and uh, you just keep your energy up. And, and people will come over. And, and they know that if they're like, oh, I've never heard of your company, but I want to buy a battery. And you're a hell of a lot nicer than your competitor. So I'm just going to buy from you. You know, So I, it, was, it was great. Yeah. Anyway, would you say that's your, your biggest standout from the competition, especially being the new kid on the block? Yeah. The customer service over the big names that are already out there. Yeah, the big names. They, you know, it's this is their second. You know, their second industry. So they're usually, you know, they're a, a solar battery company or a bike battery company, and this is their second industry. So we have a passion for this industry. So somebody comes to my booth and they're like, "Hey, I have, uh, I have a Helix Seven. You know, how long one of these last?" And they go to the other booth and they're just like, oh, "You know, just buy one of these batteries. Everybody's buying them. You know." <laughs> or we'd be like, "Oh, well, that'll last ten hours at this." Or if you do it like a fifty percent screen brightness, you can get up to fifteen hours. People go, "Holy crap!" You know, you're actually giving me answers I want to hear. So. Um, you know that stands apart. The fact that we're we're not um, 
you know, we're, we're, we're humble. We're, we're, we're just staff with friendly people, you know, they're energetic. They want to talk to you. They want to talk the technology. You know, if you're the guy that comes up, wants to talk about a sore leg, you know, it's like, whatever, you know, we'll just chat about whatever. <laughs> we're just happy to be here. I think people that really stands out. Um, and you know, same thing goes with our customer service too. You know, it's sometimes you email a company and, and you got a question and it takes a week to get a response back. And, you know, I, I'm, it sucks. I'm constantly like checking my phone to see like, you know, who's messaging us. But yeah, I try to get back to everybody like within the hour if possible, because that goes a long way. Um, you know, you got an, you got a question, you're excited about buying a technology and I get back to you in an hour. My competitors can get back to you in a week. You're likely probably going to buy from me. Yeah. Right. So that to me means more business. Yeah. Do you, do you ever have set like a time at 6 p.m.? I'm turning work off and now, you know, or anything like that to try to, now I'm with my family. Now I'm not working. Yeah. That's, that's a very good question because that's, that is, that is really hard to do when you own when you own a business and you want to take care of people. Um, and yes, so it's usually when family comes home. So I drop the kids off in the morning at seven o'clock. Um, I'm usually up at, you know, three, four o'clock in the morning. Depends if our son wakes us up early or not. And when I'm up, I'm up. So I work, you know, if I have a few hours to fill orders in the morning, I'll fill orders in the morning, answer questions, um, you know, they came in overnight. Um, and then I, I work all day, um, get done at five o'clock or wife usually, pick, she picks up the kids on the way home from from, uh, uh, from work. And that's pretty much family time. Um, every now and then if, if I'm making dinner, you know, and the family's all playing, I'll, you know, maybe check the phone, answer some questions or, you know, it's bath time or whatever. And I got a few minutes, I'll do it. But I, I try to shut it off. And, and, and actually people do realize that they typically don't bother me between five o'clock at night and, you know, the next morning, but you get most of your people, you know, send you questions at 10 o'clock at night or at three when o'clock they, when, in the morning when they're doing their, their searching. And- yeah. Yeah, and so you just answer it the next morning, and people are just thrilled that you answered them right, you know, yep. within that that amount of time. So, yeah, you're not getting a whole lot. I mean, most of my orders literally come in from the 10 o'clock hour at night and 2 o'clock in the morning or 3 in the morning. It's, like, really strange. <laughs> have you have you found um, that you tend to, like, accidentally, quote-unquote, accidentally work more um, now that you're working from home and kind of doing your own thing than when you were at the office? And Well, yeah, you're... Uh, 24 7 365 i mean with it, except for the hours you put that away and it, it it does sh- you know my wife will give Just me like that look. some work creep yeah yeah um because it's seven days a week now you know i i i used to rely on just monday through friday and you get questions on saturday and sunday that you have to answer too you know and yeah and i could hold off like i put it on my website um our business hours for calling like I won't answer calls at a certain time. I go my voicemail if it's if you know if it's important. Yeah, I'll get back to them. Do you have do you have a separate but cell for work versus? I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've got the two, so you know I can just turn that off and not let it bother me yeah. because if I hear that phone ring, it's gonna bother me. Yeah, you're gonna you're <laughs> gonna have to answer it. Yeah, you, you either that, have to or it's that Midwest politeness. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. We can't just let that ring. No. 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 <laughs> Yeah, or you hear a ding of the you know messenger, you know messenger, Facebook Messenger, because that's where most of my stuff comes in, which is awesome. Because instead of being in the past, like you know, I almost regret putting my phone number up on the website for a while, but I've gained so much business by doing that because you have people who only want to talk to you, right? Yeah. But then 
there are so many people who just want to ask question like a simple question and I can answer it in 10 seconds right or that would have been a five minute phone conversation so you can you're saving so much time oh my god I can answer a hundred questions in a day and it doesn't feel like anything where if it was a hundred phone calls I had to take shit you know that's that's a full-time job so I I've been fortunate I've not had to hire somebody yet you know simply because of modern technology you know people can send it via email through my website or they can send it just have the little messenger facebook messenger tab right on my page and that's what most people click because who doesn't have facebook right right yeah <laughs> wish i could get rid of it but yeah. unfortunately like yeah you know, I wish. social media yeah is the best way to get out there yeah but so one of the big misconceptions that I found, you know, when I was self-employed, people were like, oh, you can take as much time off as you want. I mean, it's the opposite, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it's no. If I take yeah. forty hours off, I'm working eighty the week prior. I mean, yeah. How do you find time to try to schedule time off and get out of the house or get away from work and spend time with the family? I don't know. Uh, no, it's <laughs> it, it's not bad. You know, it's it's something where if the if the kid's sick and. You know, you're not you're not trying to find out who's going to be home from work that day. You know, it's you know it's going to be me. You know, um, and it's and it's not bad because I can work from home because I am already. Um, uh, you know, as far as scheduling a vacation, it's it's kind of like you did in the past. Schedule it around your busy time. So we're taking a week off in in August. It's probably one of my slowest months, right? So you take it off during the slow time and just post on the website that, hey, we're going to be out of town. You know, when I was at ICAST, hey, we're going to be out of town for these four days and all orders filled within this time will be filled on this day. Um, and just have to go with it, you know? Going up to Hayward, we won't have cell phone reception. So, you know, I'll probably be working early mornings and, you know, maybe a little bit at night, but it's still going to be a vacation because we're still getting away. I'm not sitting in front of a computer for a week and, and it, yeah, that'll be nice. Uh, but, but it's kind of nice because if something does come up, you know, where, Hey, there's a big event next week. Can you attend? Oh, sure. You know, um, you, you can almost drop some, you know, you have more flexibility. You're not, uh, you, you work on the fly. It, it's, it is nice. It's, it's nice as long as you're disciplined. <laughs> That's the hardest part of, of, uh, of working for yourself is having that discipline because you can just, if you want to take the day off, you could be off, you know. Um, but, it, it, but it is being disciplined. You know that you're not going to grow if you're not working. So uh, having that discipline and a good work ethic, uh, well, you know, that'll definitely go a long way. Well, we're going, we're, of course, now we're in July, but yeah. I mean, Winter is coming here for northern Wisconsin. Uh, so. That show's over, Gordon. <laughs> so, do you, is there anything coming down the pipeline for Andreas Outdoors that listeners and customers can look forward to? Any new products or events? Yep. So, this is the year that, I know last year we took off, but this is year I think we're really going to take off. Um, so, I've developed a line of lithium products that is 20% to 35% um, higher in capacity than last year and higher than the competition right so i know if i had a 10 amp hour battery last year it's a 20 amp, or it's, it's a 12 amp hour battery this year and my competition still selling a 10 amp hour battery and we're 10 percent lower in price so um as long as the word gets out there on us uh, people see us and uh now that we're into it long enough where people go okay yeah he does got a quality product you know they've got a quality product i think people have a lot more trust in us and faith in us because we've been around 
Um, even though it's only been a year, uh, I, I think we've proven that you know we, we produce a quality product. So um, the fact that we're going to be the first company to release these products in the United States and in our industry, um, the highest capacity, the best price, one of the best warranties, and world-class support, um, I don't think... Uh, I don't think our competition really stands a chance. Um, and, uh, you know, it's good. Competition's good for any industry because it makes everybody work harder and produce a better a better product. So, you know, I, I'm sure, you know, I've seen my, my competition produce stuff this year that they wouldn't have only because of us. So that kind of makes us feel good. And it makes me work a lot harder to produce a, a you know, a product that, that that will outshine them and, and our customers really want. So... Um, I just did a video and be posting our first YouTube video uh, probably in the next week um, with the new products, but we're very excited. We've got four batteries that are that are being released at our highest capacity industry, lowest price in the industry, and and no one's gonna no one's really gonna be able to touch. So we're excited about that as well as uh, for the fishing jig lineup. I've got closer to sixty thousand showing up this year. It's just- Retail packaging and all new colors uh, uh, and a better glow color. Yep. Yep. Everyone likes glow. Everyone loves their glow. So we've been working hard to find them at night or early morning. Yeah. People fish at night and that's, you know, some of those murky waters. That's the only thing that catches fish. So they they love to see a cool, you know, a good glow. So we're going to we're going to try and uh, produce something for them that they'll that they'll like. So we'll see what happens with that. And you know, you're talking, you know, you're 20 or 30 percent better capacity than the competition. Yep. Are you doing your own quality testing, or are you just going off? Well, this is what my manufacturer told me. Oh, so yeah, you got to be careful, China. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of garbage out there. You really got to know how to source. And being the fact that I did that in my previous job, you know, it's uh, it's one thing that you you know when you get into an industry, is you got to you got to learn, or when you get into selling a product like like I sell. You got to know it inside and out, but you also got to know what to expect. You got to be able to test it, and that yeah, the quality control. We've been testing that product um, for oh, oh gosh, over six months now, um, and we're just releasing it next month. So there's a lot of uh, QC testing involved. Um, now our our factories, you know, we we ensure that in our competition really doesn't do this either, but like we use like UL listed UL list or rated cells in all of our products and our battery packs have an actual certification on them and the factories we use have you know an ISO 9001 certification all that so you know quality assurance is there you still have to you know check the product and we randomly sample um, all the all the batteries that come in on our batches just just to ensure that you know there there aren't any bad ones out there and it's very rare that we have a bad one or something that doesn't meet capacity um Usually they get out in the field, and if it is bad, because we test everything before it goes out, it'll come back and we replace it because, you know, we we really do care. But um, but we run a lot. We have uh, battery battery analyzers that we run all of our stuff on. So, um, like, I sell a 55-amp-hour battery that'll give you a 59-amp-hours, but we rate it at a 55. Or, you know, I've got a 5-amp-hour battery that, that will actually give you 5.6-amp-hours. So we typically rate our products lower, like, to... Um, under promise over deliver uh, when it comes to that um, and uh, no, we do a lot of the testing in house um, and uh, you know once once you have the product tested it's it's going to be this you know, they're going to build you a thousand of the same unit so as long as the the technology is there 
Um, and then we do the spot the spot checks on them just to ensure the quality. And and so far we've not had issues. And it, it's all about having the right suppliers, knowing your suppliers inside and out. If you get to visit your suppliers, um, you know that's that's even better because you, then you can see everything in action. You can see that they have a legitimate business and <laughs> and so on and so forth. Because that's that's a problem with with doing stuff overseas, but. Uh, luckily I've had the years of experience with doing that. So I know what to look for. You know, I've got people overseas, um, that I've worked with in the past that past, that can help me with other companies cause they can do the research on the companies or tell me, you know, stuff about them that, that a lot of people don't have. I mean, when people buy from China here, they think of like Alibaba, uh, <laughs> it's like the, like the Chinese eBay. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, those are all like, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say stay far away, uh, those are the ones to be careful with. They're, you know, a lot of them are trade companies or they, you know, uh, usually not the best. Usually get up, go direct if you want to buy something quality. And, and now everything that we sell, so when we first started was, uh, it was kind of like standard issue, standard issue case, standard issue battery. Now we determine what goes in each one of them. So we specify what goes in each one of them, which battery case they go in because we're buying in higher quality quantities. We can do that. So that's how we're able to customize this product and produce something that nobody else has here in the United States. So we we pick that product, we test it and they make it. Yeah. So when you're when you're like looking for new products and stuff, um, because you do like um, so you have ice fishing and then you have like, you know, summer fishing, yeah. two very different temperatures. And we all know that batteries are very temperature sensitive. Yeah. Like, is that something that you try to keep in mind? Like, do you like is summer batteries and winter batteries a thing that you kind of think about or you try to find one that's good all season so because a majority um or we started the industry with kind of the the ice fishing customer in mind right so they're going to be in temperatures that range from usually 30 degrees and um down to negative 20 you know in in northern parts of the states and, and in canada so um when you're thinking lithium you're like that that stuff doesn't work in cold weather right so that's why we use like lithium iron phosphate because it does have one of the widest temperature ranges you can use. It has usable range from um, uh, 20, negative 20 all the way up to 140 degrees Fahrenheit, oh, wow. which is really a very wide working range. Mm-hmm. And one of the tests that I did last fall that I, I posted on Facebook was our freezer test where I put one of my batteries in the freezer, which was at zero degrees, right, for it was like, I think it was like 12 hours. And then I hooked my battery analyzer up to it and did a battery drain on it, and we only lost 13% capacity. Oh, wow. So, and most of these people have a battery like in their vehicle or in their ice house or whatever, so it's warm, and then they take it out. Well, when you start, when you put a current to a battery, there's natural you know, heat uh, from that battery that keeps that battery warm during the use, so you really don't lose battery capacity. But yeah, that's one of the reasons why we chose the type of battery that we have. Um, with lithium iron phosphate is because it has that wide range of temperature so yeah that's yeah that's very key and important and and i tell you what there's a lot of ice fishing manufacturers out there electronic manufacturers who use the wrong type of lithium <laughs> and yeah they've they, it shows they, yeah they, well they've they've struggled and they don't have the product you know on the shelf today and it's they did it because it was cheap right right and yeah you can always go cheap to um cheap isn't always the answer well especially ice fishing if it's not working when it's 10 below yeah. you're gonna get real mad real fast yes. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> cranky. 17 below zero with the windshield and yep. yep beer freezes before you can get it out of the can yep 
Well, for anyone that's listening and they're looking to start their own business, but they may or may not be working a nine to five gig. I mean, what kind of advice would you offer them? Um, you know, there, you know, advice to, to start your own business is, is find something you're passionate about. That makes, that's, that makes it a lot easier. Um, and, uh, you know, not only be passionate about it, but, but be, uh, an industry expert, uh, before you get into it. So i I find so many people will jump into this industry and I've had new competitors jump into this industry without knowing anything about it at all. And they don't last, right? Because, um, people can see through it, you know, or you, you, you produce a product that, that won't work, <laughs> you know, the way it's intended, uh, you can't speak to it, uh, or you're solving a problem that doesn't exist or <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> no, no. And you're, 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 you're dead on. Um, uh, and I actually uh, wrote a, a few other things in here too, that I want to yeah, yeah, mention. It's the um, most prepared guest I've ever oh, had. He's on fantastic. Show, I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing is if you're going to partner with people, partner with good people and, you know, uh, you know, and, and know the people that you're partnering with because yeah, there, there are people out there who just want to make a quick buck off you. So make sure you're partnering with the right people. Um, you know, people that are going to represent your product, uh, it goes a long way. Uh, don't be afraid to take a risk. You know, I took a risk by, by, by leaving my job, uh, knowing that I don't have really a whole lot of summer business and I created summer business, right? So take that risk. Um, and, uh, and as always, um, when you, when you're doing something like this, uh, stay outside of your comfort zone. I think if you're comfortable with what you do every single day, uh, you're never really going to get better. Um, so if you get, if you get uncomfortable, like this is one of my first podcasts, right? My, my first podcast, uh, I feel a lot more comfortable now because I didn't feel comfortable before this. I was really nervous, but now I feel comfortable that where I can do this again in the future or, you know, this is going to help me probably do videos and other content, you know, from my company. So get out of that comfort zone. It's only going to help you uh, grow as, a, as an individual and, and as a company. And most importantly, if there's anyone listening that wants to check out your store and what you carry, uh, where can they find you? Yeah, so um, we sell at very few retail stores now um, because of our direct-to-customer to pricing. We we can sell lower than the competition because we're selling directly to you because retail stores require like 40% mark. You know, they want a 40% profit and all that. So what a re- or what a companies do is they jack up their, re- their, their selling price. So you can uh, find us at uh, www.energizedoutdoors.com. I usually don't say www. <laughs> Most people know. Just go to energizedoutdoors.com. You can check us out. Is it on the World Wide Web? It is on I... the World Wide Web. <laughs> <laughs> um, or Facebook, uh, social media sites. It's at Energized Outdoors. So, um, yeah, you can check us out there. We have all of our products on there. And if you want to get a hold of me directly, uh, hit that uh, that that Facebook uh, messenger tab and, and you can, you can reach me direct. Otherwise their phone number contact information. Or he sits down there. for dinner at 6 30 PM every night. So call him at 6 31. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I still want to keep that family. By the way. <laughs> yep. Well, I mean, yep. you have 15,000 square feet. You just put a new Cape man cave out there. You'll be fine. <laughs> there's, there's no plumbing yet. Uh, yeah, we only have heat. We don't have AC. Yeah. Just, you just need a box fan. You got the tree line. <laughs> yeah. You're fine. So it's good nine months out of the year. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right, right. Nine months. That's, that's true. That's true. Well, thanks again, Matt, for coming down on the show. And thank you for 
for everyone for tuning into the episode. If you'd like to stay up to date with future guests and episodes, make sure to follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and now I'm back on Twitter. You can also find me on Vero. All of it is under Rules of the Arena podcast. And make sure to follow the show on Twitch where you can tune into the show and join the conversations live. Just head over to twitch.tv slash rules of the arena. You can find this episode and all others on blindninjastudios.com slash ROA. Also available for download and streaming on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, and CastBox. And don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel where you can find the live recordings of previous episodes. If you'd like to support the show directly, there's a couple ways you can help. Please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also support the show directly by heading over to patreon.com slash rules of the arena podcast. A couple ways you can help out there. And if you'd like to get a hold of me directly, please shoot me an email to roapodcastinfo at gmail.com. Thanks again, folks, and we will catch you next time.